This is Financial Wellness Radio with Rob Burnett and Lori Gross from Outlook Financial Center. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Rob and Lori provide their clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now here is Rob Burnett and Lori Gross on Financial Wellness Radio. Welcome to Financial Wellness Radio with me, Rob Burnett from the Outlook Financial Center. Each week we come together to discuss topics affecting your financial wellness. We try to break down these complex topics to make them understandable. And what we strive to do on our show is to give our listeners the education and the tools to make sound financial decisions that's gonna affect their lifestyle and their retirement. And while we're at it, we'll try to have a little bit of fun with it. So joining me in the studio today is Lori Gross, the investment advisor, representative, and fiduciary leading our Troy office. Good morning, Lori. Good morning, Rob. And rounding out our panel this morning is our good friend and our co-host, Mr. Tony Shore. Good morning, Tony. Good morning, Rob Burnett and and Lori Gross, of course. <laughs> uh, Lori, it, it was great to see you again. I got to hang out a little bit uh, with Lori last week. Um, yeah. Usually it's just here on the show, uh, but that was fun seeing you. And uh, you guys, though, have both been traveling, been busy, uh, the kids and the fair uh, crazy, right? Chaos has ensued. It is it is in full swing, <laughs> and you know it, it's just trying to figure out how many irons we can put in the fire right now, and which ones we should be stirring. Wow. Yeah, and and the, the insane part for me is I'm watching the flashback to years ago when Lori gets a phone call from uh, my grandson says, "Football pictures are today," and I forgot. Yeah, that was this oh, morning, no. <laughs> and I'm already at the office, and we're trying to get everything ready for the show, and I get that phone call, Mom, today's picture day after practice, and I totally forgot. Oh, boy. Crap. <laughs> so I'm frantically speed-dialing Grandma to the rescue. <laughs> That's awesome. It's good stuff. So anyway, yeah, we've been really busy here. It's been a great time. It's you know, the summer is fair. I said, it is insane here, but uh, we're looking forward to it. Yeah, well, definitely. And uh, we missed Lori on the show last week. It just wasn't the same, but we managed, right, Rob? <laughs> we, we, we did manage. Um, you know, we put Mitch to work last week, uh, but that's okay. Mitch likes it. <laughs> Some more editing, yeah. yeah. yeah but Rob, the, you were in rare form. Uh, that probably wasn't a good thing, was it? Oh, no, I, that was in no way a compliment. <laughs> Oh my. Perfect. <laughs> I, I need to hear the outtakes that Mitch cut out of that one. Uh, absolutely. So anyway, uh, we're glad to have Lori back. And like I said, last week's show just wasn't the same. We're, we're missing that, that sanity, weren't we, Tony? <laughs> yeah, that's true. She is the only sane one here. Absolutely. So, <laughs> I don't know about but, that. Yeah, but we're glad to have her back. Uh, she was uh, out getting the uh, Medicare training for 2019 and 2020. Uh, she shared a lot of stuff with me. So, Lori, can you give us a few words on what's coming with Medicare and how we're going to do uh, with this at Outlook Financial Center? Well, as you know, Rob, one of our big goals with doing this radio show is to keep our listeners informed and, and up to date on what's what's going on in our industry. Um, and, and because your health and your wealth go hand in hand, you know, the Medicare choices that you can 
can make can impact you for the rest of your retirement, um, ultimately having a, a huge uh, impact on your your life. So th- there's a lot of big decisions that you're going to need to make with Medicare, whether or not you should keep original Medicare, um, add a Medicare supplement, a drug plan, choose to give up original Medicare and enroll in Part C of Medicare, which is called Medicare Health Advantage. Uh, it can be really complicated making all of these decisions, and so that's why you know we're here to help you define the, those four different parts of Medicare. Uh, we want to help you understand what what you may currently have, but also what your options are going to be going forward. So give us a call here at Outlook Financial Center, 937-552-9990, and set up an appointment today to discuss these things uh, and make sure that your health and your wealth are on track. That sounds awesome. So, um, wow, I think that's great. Uh, so what's coming? Anything else you want to add? Other than we're going to be really busy. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, uh, Medicare is so important. And just like, you know, on past shows, I know you help people in our community and your clients maximize their Social Security benefits, minimize their tax burden. You also want them to maximize those Medicare benefits and, and make sure that uh, they're saving as much as possible and understand the ins and the outs, outs and strategies involved in Medicare. And like you say, it's constantly changing. So, Lori, that's great that you're keeping up to date with that. Well, you know, (laughs) keeping up to date is is definitely something you have to do because this is something that you have to be recertified on every single year. Um, the, The laws change. The rules change. You have to stay on top of it. Well, yeah, and, uh, you know, this is another way that, uh, Lori, you and Rob provide valuable education. I mean, you bring health and wealth together under one roof. I think Mm -hmm. that's awesome. So what are we talking about on today's show? Well, Tony, a a lot of the personal financial advice can be lumped into two phrases, spend less and save more. Doesn't that sound simple and easy? Yeah, Yeah, sure. Thank you, Captain Obvious. Absolutely. (laughs) But financial experts on either side of what could could have been saved or what's been spent, we really don't want to go there today. We want to focus on the positive if we can. So today's episode looks at a group of Americans who have recently cut their spending, and that group is much larger than you think. I love it, focusing on the positive. So where do we start? Well, Tony, we're going to start, as we always do, by mentioning our source for the information fueling today's discussion. And today we're going to talk about um, a July 2019 article from Motley Fool. Uh, The article was titled, 33% of Americans slashed their spending this past year. Here's how you can do it. And we'll look at each of the, the three tips from the article in depth. But first, you know, what are some of the reasons that people might be looking to cut back on expenses? Well, that's a good question, obviously. I imagine the possibilities are probably endless. Uh, What does the article say? Well, the reasons cited in the article were a loss of job or income, uh, newly acquired debt, and fear of a possible future downturn in the economy. And it's likely that you've encountered some, if not all of these scenarios uh, and motivations throughout your lifetime. And even if you're lucky enough to avoid these factors, these tips can still be valuable you know, for your personal finances. Well, yeah, I've encountered all of those. That's in just since breakfast. So uh, <laughs> hopefully a lot of our listeners aren't dealing with any of those difficult circumstances, though. But a lot of us have. Just in case, what's the first tip? Well, the first tip in the article, Tony, is to follow a budget. 
And I'd add that for many people, a preliminary step to that would be just creating a budget in the first place. Now, at Outlook Financial Center, we try to avoid that word budget. It's got a lot of ugly, negative connotations to it. So we want to focus on the positive today. So we're going to describe the budget as a spending plan. Spending plans are empowering. They give you a permission slip to spend on various areas without guilt. That's because you know your spending is within your means and part of a larger plan. So, Tony, you can go to the all-you-can-eat pizza bar if it's in your spending plan. (laughs) It's not. Uh, Oh, boy. Oh, well. (laughs) So, you can easily create a spending plan by looking through your recent bank and credit card statements. Some of your monthly expenses are going to be obvious. You know what your rent or mortgage costs. Car or student loan payments are likely to be consistent amount month to month. But what are you spending on dining out? What does your daily coffee add up to each week or month? These questions can help you identify your categorized spending. And so we put all of our clients through a spending plan process when they come meet with us here at Outlook Financial Center. Many times they're shocked at how much money they spend in certain areas, and that shock often leads to a change in behavior. Once you've identified those categories, you can begin to create your spending plan. This is going to allow you to find areas where you really can cut back, where it's not going to be terribly painful. Right. I guess I don't need a thousand dollars a month for pizza. I could cut a little bit back. <laughs> and it's amazing though, seriously, how daily expenses can quickly add up to a bigger amount over the course of a month or a year, obviously, right? It, well, that truly is right, Tony. Um, you know, spending that seemly, seemingly isn't big takes up a large part of our budget. Um, those big expenses like car loans, your rent or mortgages, they're easy to notice. But there's a chance that you're spending just as much in other categories that that don't get nearly as much attention. You know, everybody's got those subscriptions that they automatically renew. They're always something that that I advise my clients, my friends and my family to keep an eye on. Because, I mean, if you think about it, look at your your television subscriptions. If you've got a smart TV, you've got Netflix, Hulu, uh, Amazon, all these different subscriptions on there. And they're all probably automatically renewing each month. And they're anywhere from, you know, maybe $5.99 to, to $14.99 a month. And how many of those do you have on top of your Amazon subscription, your your Kindle reading subscription, you know, whatever it is that you may have, you know, those things can really, really add up, you know. So what I, what I want you to think about is, are you still using those apps or a service that you may have bought last year? You know, how often do you actually go in and read, you know, from your Kindle app? Um, even if you deleted it a month ago, it's possible that you're still being charged for access that you aren't actually using. And, and one of the favorites is, you know, gym and entertainment services, gym memberships. How many people buy a gym membership in January, go six weeks and quit, but forget to turn off the gym membership ah. or they can't because it's a year agreement, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, so those periods could end. And if you don't think about it, it may automatically renew and it may automatically renew at a higher price. So if you're not paying attention, you can run up some fairly substantial numbers. Sometimes it's small enough you won't even notice. But if you've already established a regular spending plan, it's a good practice to review your statements and watch for any of those irregularities in billing. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, that's a great idea. I'm sure there are surprising transactions in pretty much everyone's monthly expenses. Uh, best to be alert just in case. It, it really is. You know, shopping lists are another big thing that I'd like to mention. Um, much like making a spending plan, a shopping list can be a helpful way to avoid overspending. Um, 
if it's not on the list, it doesn't go in the cart. And and I don't know how many times I've been guilty of this. I walk in the store and and if you've seen my son, you know, he's 6'4", 245 at 15 years old. Um, he goes shopping with me and I end up with all kinds of things in my cart that I'm like, where did that come from? And he's just standing there smiling. So <laughs> that's, a, that's a big way. Um, but that whole, that whole, if it doesn't, um, go on the list and it doesn't go in the cart is something that you need to keep track of. You know, it doesn't matter if that if that cart's physically, if it's a physical cart or a digital cart, you know, it can almost always feel like a challenge or a game to make sure that you follow your shopping list and stay within your budget. Right. And staying within your budget, easier said than done sometimes, mm-hmm. but uh, it is doable. Uh, we just have to make some uh, good choices. And these are great tips for cutting spending. Now, our time is just about up for this first segment of the show. Is there anything else you'd like to share, Rob, before we take a quick break? Well, Tony, preparing for retirement is an important part of your financial process, and controlling spending is important, especially during the savings part prior to retirement. And it's going to be important in retirement when the income becomes more fixed. Saving early, saving often is going to make that retirement be much more attainable, much more comfortable. But Here's one of the things I tell people, whether you've started or not, it's never too late. The good news is you don't have to do this alone. So for our radio listeners today, give us a call at 937-552-9990 to receive your complimentary retirement income toolkit. Schedule a no cost, no obligation, one hour consultation. Let us go over the kit with you and get any of your questions answered. There's lots of educational resources on our website, outlookfc.com. You can also listen to today's radio show. If you heard parts you like and want to hear them again, go to our webpage at outlookfc.com, click on that radio tab, and you can also see prior shows. Or you may decide to subscribe it to the show on iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify. Ultimately, Tony, our goal is the same for all of our clients, regardless of how young they start. Retire comfortably and remain comfortably retired. All right. Thanks. And listeners, stay tuned. We're going to be right back with more insights here on Financial Wellness Radio with our hosts, Rob Burnett and Lori Gross, right after this. Do you feel like you need help navigating your retirement? Retirement can be scary, but it doesn't have to be. With our Retirement Income Toolkit, you can get the information you need to help secure your retirement. This toolkit provides valuable information on income planning, asset allocation, tax planning, legacy planning, and more. Receive your retirement toolkit from Outlook Financial Center by visiting outlookfc.com or calling us at 937-552-9990. Welcome back to Financial Wellness Radio. I'm Lori Gross from the Outlook Financial Center. And in the studio with me today is our co-host, Tony Shore, as well as our CEO, Rob Burnett. And today we've been talking about cutting back on spending with some tips from the July 19 article um, from the motley fool titled 33 percent of americans slashed their spending this past year here's how you can do it and in the first segment uh, we touched on how making a spending plan can impact your cash flow and help you find areas that you can reduce uh, what you're actually spending wow so i really like how you mentioned making a shopping list and sticking to the list i know that (laughs) i've fallen prey to that to impulse buying uh what's another tip from the article Well, Tony, another tip to reduce your excess spending is to avoid spending for fun. And I know that doesn't sound like much fun. Is there another reason to spend? (laughs) Well, for most Americans, shopping falls into two categories. It's necessities and entertainment. 
Necessities really provide an opportunity for savings, but entertainment may be an area to cut back on. Uh, In modern life, online shopping has become extremely easy and convenient, and in some cases maybe a bit too easy and convenient. So, you know, shopping only for essentials online can can help you cut back on some of your your spending activity. Browsing or, or window shopping, can be a fun but dangerous temptation to fall prey to. So replacing your window shopping time with a novel or newspaper can help you avoid spending temptations. Yeah, yeah, and that's something we all want to avoid. I I believe that you have one more tip from that Motley Fool article, right, Rob? That's correct. Uh, One more tip from the article and we'll turn our attention over to another source. The final tip mentioned is to hide your credit cards. (laughs) Now, this bit of advice has been popular in some recent discussions about personal finances. I've even read some suggestions uh, that to avoid your credit cards, things like locking them away, giving them to a partner or third party for safekeeping, or literally freezing them in a block of ice. Uh, yeah, that's all. You know, putting something on ice, it just gives you a whole new picture yeah, to that, doesn't it? A visual it? there, definitely. Wow. It is a visual. So no matter what steps you want to take to avoid using them, reducing your credit card spending can be very valuable. And interest charges can compound quickly and eat away at even more of your income. Yeah, but freezing your credit cards in a block of ice, come on, that seems extreme right well you know the thought is that you can't use it until it melts so so that gives you more time to reconsider the expense uh the ultimate anti-impulse buy tactic there and that might might be an extreme example but almost nothing should be out of the question when it comes to managing your spending in fact we're now going to turn our attention to another resource from Motley Fool, and that is, um, this is a study that was published in March of 2019, The Most Wasteful Spending Habits Among Americans. And this study highlights some of the lowlights of wasteful spending. They surveyed more than 1,000 individuals about their spending habits. So let's walk through these. Uh, perhaps our audiences have, have also been guilty of some of these habits as well. Sure. I'm still thinking about freezing stuff in a block of ice, <laughs> and I have to say that uh, when I was when I was really young, I used to go over to my friend Jim's house. He was on the neighboring farm, and we used to take dead flies off the windowsills mm. and put them in the ice cube tray and freeze the flies inside blocks of ice, and then try to give them to, in a glass of water to his little sister. You were that evil kid, weren't Is you? Is that wrong? Uh, he that was his idea. That was totally his idea. I would never. I'm, do I'm not buying it. No, yeah. I'm not either. You put it in production. Is what's yeah. going here. <clears throat> well, Lori, I'm not sure about the audience, but I'm pretty sure that I've been guilty of wasteful, wasteful spending a time or two. Uh, you can talk to my wife about my record collection, um, and I really thought that Beanie Baby investment was going to pay off. Yeah. Well, Tony, it's, that's a great place to start. But first, let's define what many of the surveys respondents considered quote-unquote wasteful spending. The most commonly cited examples included paying too much for certain fees and paying a higher interest rate on financed items. They also included forgetting to return items that don't fit or can't be used or that uh, trial subscription to something you signed up on the internet and had seven days to turn it off and you didn't Mm -hmm. and it billed you. Those are the kind of things we're talking about here. So consuming excess energy was another wasteful habit mentioned. You know, Tony, you can't, you can't keep in the summer your your house air conditioner at 68 degrees. Just not a good plan. Yeah. And, no, 
Not a great plan. No. But what many utilities companies uh, provide now, and, and mine certainly does, they give you monthly reports on how your energy consumption compares to energy-efficient households, average households. And they put your consumption on the graph. So you, and it kind of gives you an idea of, wait a minute, in the winter, my heating bills are much higher than everybody else's. Maybe I've got a problem with my heating system. So it can actually be very insightful to help you go fix things that are going south on you. This is just another way of controlling your spending. Yeah, and those seem like valid areas of wasteful spending, but are they the most common areas from that survey? Well, Tony, this one might surprise you, but the most common waste of money was throwing out leftovers or expired food. Nearly 70% of the survey's respondents said that they frequently engaged in this habit. And this aligns with a, a U.S. Department of Agriculture estimate that um, in the United States of 30 to 40% of the total food supply is wasted. Now, the USDA also reported that food waste is the single largest component that goes into public landfills. So, you know, food waste is a national challenge. Well, yeah, it is. What other habits popped up as the most common wastes of money? Well, some of the other habits that made the top 10 included frequenting fast food restaurants. Tony, we're talking to you. (laughs) Buying overpriced beverages. That would be the coffee shop. And of yep. course, the famous impulse buying. Yeah. In their blog, What Motivates Impulse Buying, uh, psychologytoday.com says that some individuals possess a personality trait called impulse buying tendency. That's another Captain Obvious moment, isn't it? Now, that's going to give those folks much more, they're going to be much more easily uh, tempted. Easily tempted. Yeah, I can't get that out today. But this often also leads to buyer's remorse. So, ironically, the unhappiness is often the very feeling that the impulse buyer was trying to avoid. Mm. Yeah. Is there any way that an individual can try to avoid that impulse buying habit? Well, you know, impulse buying now and then in moderation can be harmless. But if you find yourself consistently falling into this temptation, or if you feel that you want to avoid it in certain situations, the article from, from Psychology Today suggests asking yourself this question. Did I plan to buy this or did I get the urge to buy it just now? So you know, if this purchase wasn't a part of an established plan, uh, isn't on your shopping list or part of your budget, you can probably chalk it up to an impulse buying temptation. Yeah, and buying a hot tub at the county fair is not an impulse buy. <laughs> sure, we'll go with that. Rob, come on, man. Uh, they got you, huh? Wow. Um, But uh, most wasteful spending habits among Americans is what we're talking about. And um, uh, they surveyed more than a thousand individuals about spending habits. And some of the top reasons for waste uh, you covered in the last segment were impulse buying, food waste. Um, You know, and listeners, I want to remind them they can download this and past episodes at the website, outlookfc.com. That's a great reminder, Tony. Uh, we do cover a lot of information each episode of Financial Wellness Radio, and those downloads provide the opportunity to go back and review and just reinforce some of those prior topics. Turning back to our source for today, one more example of wasteful spending from the survey is paying excessive fees or unnecessary interest. Now, credit cards are a big part of our personal economies. However, when was the last time you took time to compare credit card interest rates and fees? Are you sure you have the best card for your spending habits? A lot of cards do have reward programs, frequent uh, flyer mile accumulation, or even cashback options. 
it could be possible your credit cards aren't providing the best benefits for your personal spending habits. Right. Uh, taking the opportunity to maximize credit card rewards and benefits, that could be valuable uh, in changing your spending habits. Why not take full advantage of those options? You're exactly right, Tony. You know, and, and there are so many possibilities out there that can impact your overall financial health. And one of the reasons that I wanted to focus on these potential areas of wasteful spending is, is what can happen when those habits are adjusted. In that survey that Rob mentioned, respondents were asked what they would do with their money if they wasted less of it. 63% answered that they'd stress less about their personal financial situation. More than half felt that they'd better meet their financial responsibilities. And here's the big one. 57% said that they'd invest or invest more. And 61% said they'd save more for retirement. Wow. So those wasteful spending habits are having a direct impact on people's long-term financial goals then. Exactly. That's, that's exactly right, Tony. Saving money can be hard. But you have the, the law of physics rule says you can't spend the same money twice. So no matter what, it, whether it's for a rainy day or for a long-term goal like retirement, controlling your spending early and, and knowing what you're spending and being aware of it's critically important. Like there are tools like automatic contributions to 401k or individual retirement accounts. It's gonna help boost your, your savings platform. But what if you could eliminate wasteful spending habits? Think of how much more money you would have for that future and that retirement can be much closer to the one of your dreams. Yeah, I think that's huge, obviously. Uh, now, by combining the ways to slash spending and avoiding some wasteful spending habits, obviously we can save more money and then eventually fulfill our goals. Now, uh, but as usual, the time has flown by. It looks like our time is just about up for this week's show. Is there anything else you want to share with us before we go today? Well, Tony, I hope you found today's show educational. I hope our listeners did as well. But education without action doesn't get you any closer to the retirement of your dreams. So take something you learned today or heard today, take it to heart and do something with it. Procrastination, avoidance, and denial is not going to get you where you want to go. The good news is you don't have to go on this retirement journey alone. So give us a call today at 937 552 9990 to receive your complimentary retirement income toolkit. Schedule a no cost, no obligation one hour consultation to go over the toolkit and get other questions answered. Explore all the educational resources we have on our website at outlookfc.com and on our Facebook page at Outlook Financial Center. Look at today's show, look at the prior broadcast on that radio tab on our website, and consider subscribing to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify. Once again, regardless of when you come to us, regardless of how young you are, the goal we have for all of our clients is the same. Retire comfortably and remain comfortably retired. All right, and that concludes our time for today's episode of Financial Wellness Radio with our hosts Rob Burnett and Lori Gross of Outlook Financial Center. Thank you for listening to Financial Wellness Radio. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Rob Burnett or Lori Gross at Outlook Financial Center. Call 937-552-9990 or visit their website at outlookfc.com.
Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered by Wellness Investment Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Ohio. Insurance products and services are offered through Outlook Financial Center, LLC. Wellness Investment Advisors, LLC and Outlook Financial Center, LLC are affiliated companies. Rob Burnett and Outlook Financial Center are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.